That's why he can attack people in Africa, people in Asia, people in Australia, people in Europe, people in South and North America, and we can suffer the same consequences because he's very systematic. He cannot miss you. That's why even though you fly to Dubai, change life. The same demon that was fighting you in Africa can fight you in Dubai, then you can live in Dubai without killing the spirit from a village. It's possible in life. Glory to Jesus. You can walk in the streets of New York while smelling your village. While you are in New York, why? Because the devil is very systematic. So for us now to encounter the systematic way of the devil, we need to employ prayer and fasting. So prayer and fasting is not a way or a means of of untwisting God, that God, last year I didn't make money. This year I am twist you, I'm gonna make money. No, we don't untwist God so that God may release the dust of his glory upon our hearts. When we pray and fast, if you're a prophet, then you pray and fast. What you're doing, you're shutting your gift only, but you cannot untwist God so that you become a prophet when God did not call you a prophet. We, 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 if God has not given you the grace or the audience to, to, to become a millionaire, you cannot untwist God and become a millionaire. There must be an anointing of millions in you. Then when you fast and pray, you are shattering that anointing of a millionaire in you so that when you go out there, you have got access to millions. If you are not a winner, you cannot untwist God through prayer to become a winner. But what you do, you sharpen your winning mentality. You sharpen your winning, your winning attitudes and atmosphere through prayer and fasting. So today is our day seven of prayer and fasting. We we're looking at this, this a book of Second Corinthians chapter four, subsection six to eight, and we are praying uh, a prayer as a way to tell the devil that devil. You are nowhere near our God. Come on, somebody shout, devil. devil. You are nowhere near my God. Number two, prayer. We were saying that the devil cannot do nothing in your life without asking any permission from God. So, which means the devil, even if he plans, strategizes, you will not do anything in my life unless and until there's a permission from God. So, devil, you are not going to surprise me this year. So, whatever is going to come to you, it's because he has passed it through the courts of God, as he did with Job. It's timed by God. And we're praying and saying again, the devil in 2024 is not going to control us. Come on, shout and say, devil. In this year, 2024, you ain't going to control me. And number four, we were saying that you were soundly defeated on the cross. Decree and declare and say, devil, you were defeated on the cross. So the defeat of uh, the devil at the cross, it was not only temporal or ephemeral, but his defeat was perpetual. So he was defeated at the cross 2024 years ago, and he was defeated yesterday. Is defeated today and it's gonna to be defeated to your, tomorrow. That's why Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the defeat of the devil is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So don't allow him to cheat you and tell you that I'll catch you tomorrow. Whenever the devil comes and he tries to to, to scare you or frighten you, remind him of the defeat at the cross. That's the only thing that he's afraid of. Don't remind him of your prophet or an apostle. He's not afraid of those people. Don't remind him of Paul, Silas. He's not afraid of them. Don't remind him of Job. Don't remind him of Moses. After Moses died, the Bible says he went and he asked him for the word of Moses. Remind him of the work at the cross of Calvary. Whenever he reminds you and says that you're poor, reminds him of what happened at the cross. When it reminds you that you cannot be married, to remind you of what transpired at the cross. When he comes to you and says you're going to die a premature death, 
reminds him of his fate at the cross. Everything about him was nailed at the cross. His fate is at the cross. Number five, we're praying and saying that we always win every time when we fight any spiritual battle. We are more than conquerors. Come on, somebody shout, I'm more than a conqueror. Shout like you mean, say, I'm more than a conqueror. So that must be your mentality this year of, of, of 2024, that you are not just a conqueror, but you are more than, you are beyond conquering. If you are more than a conqueror, it's an identity that you carry with you. It's a personality and a character that you have more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror, it means we've declared a winner even before you engage in any battle. So which means any battle that I'm going to encounter tomorrow, I'm already a winner. Amen. Any battle that I'm going to encounter next month, I'm already a winner. Amen. More than a conqueror. Amen. Any battle that I'm going to conquer three months from today, I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. Whatever is happening, it's a delayed match. Whenever you watch a delayed match, Liverpool and Man Manchester, no matter how much you could wish to change the score, it is 3 0, it's 3 0. Your TV cannot change the results. Your passion cannot change that result. Your package cannot change that result. You may be using family access or premium. Your, your, your package cannot change the result because the game was played and the scoreline was decided. So when it comes to life, the game was played and the scoreline says that you are a winner. That cannot be manipulated. And the only person who has the ability, the capability, the propensity to to change the scoreline of your life is you. That's why you find out that when you're talking about the scoreline, if you break some laws, FIFA laws, FA laws, they can deduct 20 points from the points that you got yesterday. Which means even if you won that match and you were on top of the league, because of the deduction, you see yourself at the bottom of the league. But who has changed the scoreline? It's you as a team. That's the same thing with you and me. We have that propensity to change the course of our lives. The devil cannot change the course of your life. I don't know if I'm telling somebody this place. That's why you find out that when Balaam was hired to, 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 to curse the, the children of Israel, the Bible says God declared that this cannot be cursed. These are untouchable. There is oil upon their foreheads. The Bible says, Balaam said unto Balak, that regardless and in spite of the sins that you are going to give unto me, this generation is God's generation. It's untouchable. And Balak said, I'll give you more money. Balak said, regardless and in spite of the money that you are going to top up, this generation cannot be touched. Because the hand of God is heavy upon this generation. And the Bible says, Balak pushed Balaam and said, Balaam, I know you are a cunning man. There's something that you know about this God. And the Bible says, Balaam said unto Balak, yes, I know something about this God. He's a God who's merciful, but he's a God again who is just. And the Bible says, Balaam said unto Balak, I want to send beautiful girls to them. They were, they were coming towards Moab. And if you send them, I know the weakness of the Israelites. They are going to intermarry with the Moabites. Yet God does not want them to intermarry. And the Bible says when beautiful girls were, were unleashed to, to, to the Israelites, they intermarried and they sinned against God. When they sinned against God, then God's anger was, was kindled against them. And God cursed them. Why? Because of that. Which means it was their doing and their act that caused God to curse them. But no one could curse them outside the camp of Israel. And when God came to them in the book of Deuteronomy, they said, If you are faithful and do all things and the precepts that I told you and commanded you, I will bless you. But if you break any precept, a curse is going to follow you. Blessed are you in the city, blessed are you outside the city. But if you break any of my laws and ordinances, curses shall be your portion. So you are a generation that cannot be touched, that cannot be cursed. But because the devil knows how to manipulate you, he's going to come to you. Don't trust yourself this year. 
Last year, you have trusted yourself so much. When you make decisions, ask God for proper decisions. There are people that you mustn't trust. The first person not to trust is yourself, your friends, then your clique. A lot of people, the greatest mistake that we do is to trust ourselves. So this year is our year of open doors. I'm going to show you mysteries when it comes to open doors and when we talk about open doors. Uh, and our, our, our scripture reading is uh, Revelation 3, subsection 8. I think that's what we are going to be looking at, Revelation 3. I, I thought of just giving a synopsis of our theme so that we understand the meaning of this theme. It's a compendium theme. It's, it's a broad theme. But it can help us through the premises and the lens of our comprehension without spiritual revelation or comprehension of theme, it cannot work in your life. Because when I come with a theme and I say, this year is the year of billions, if you don't have enough comprehensions of the theme, you are going to sleep, wake up, sleep, waiting for billions to rain. Money is not going to rain. But you must understand the tenets that makes it possible for you to get those billions. Faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of the unseen. But what faith does not do is faith does not act for you, but faith makes it possible for you to receive things. The problem with us, we think that if I put faith over a car, the car is going to gravitate and gravitate towards me. Faith doesn't work for you, but it makes things possible for you. That's the same with education. We have heard that education is the key to success. Uh, I can rephrase it. Education is the potential to success. Because there is no guarantee that if you're educated, you are going to succeed. But there's potential that education gives you so that you become successful. That's why you find out that you have good friends and relatives that are educated, but they are broke poor. They are bus drivers. Why? Because they thought that with education, they are going to open doors. But education is the potential to success. Faith is not going to work only for you, but it's going to give you possibilities. It, it creates possibilities. When I believe God for a million, there is a possibility, atmosphere, and ambience that is created around my life. So that possibility, I work under the atmosphere of possibilities so that I start to achieve things. Why? Because the atmosphere is possible. That's why the Bible says, with God, Ah, talk to me, talk to me. All things are possible. With God, all things are possible. That the dimension of possibilities. So if I believe God for a marriage, faith does not bring a wife to me, it makes it possible for me to marry. When I believe God for a company, faith does not give me a company, but it makes it possible for me to have a company. Revelation 8, subsection, Revelation 3, subsection 8, the Bible says, Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. Read it with me. Say, Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. That's final. No man can shut it. When you're talking of men, you included. So, in spite of your sinful nature, in spite of whatever you can do, the door that God has opened, you cannot shut it. It will remain open, and God can stop you from entering. Disobedience cannot shut this door, but God sometimes can push you so that you may not enter it. The Bible says God opened a door for them to, to enter Canaan. It was a door. But they closed it themselves from entering through the door. But the door of Canaan was open, and the generations to come, they crossed and they used the same door. The Bible says when they went to Jericho, they circled around Jericho seven times and they shouted. The Bible says the walls of Jericho dilapidated. Why are they? fighting against walls instead of a door because there was a big gate that they could have used. Why? Because Jericho was not just it. Jericho as a city, it was a door that was standing between them and their next level. So God said, I'm not going to break only a gate. I want to break all the walls. That's why you see that Zawah So when those walls are broken, your generation is going to use the same door. 
That's why the Bible says, these doors, when they open, you are going to enter, your children are going to enter, your children's children are going to enter, and every generation that is coming after is going to use the same door. So the door that God is opening in the 2024 is not a personal door. It's a, a corporate door. Amen. That even your children that are not yet here, they are going to enter that door. Amen. That's the door that God is opening. Amen. I watched a certain movie, Apocalyptic, the guy was taken into captivity. When he came back alone, he crossed over the river because he wanted to get to the other side of the river. When he entered and got to the other side of the river, he then stood and he declared to his enemies that this jungle belongs to me. It's my father's, father's, father's jungle. They hunted in it and they had the kill. My father's hunted in it and they had the kill. If you come here, I'm going to deal with you. So this door that God is opening, I tell you that if you hunt through this door, whoever is going to enter through this door, looking for your children and your prosperity and your marriage, God is going to deal with such people. Amen. Keep that boldness, glory to Jesus. Amen. When you are entering a year, enter a year with an attitude. What changes a year is an attitude. The same attitude that you have whenever you meet the person that you, 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 you have borrowed money, that's first that way. Whenever you meet your landlord when it comes to collect, to collect rental, enter with that attitude. That attitude that you have when you meet your haters. If you ever passed it and your haters are sitting, they are plating their hair, and you know that they are talking about you, there's an attitude that you will, that is the same attitude that you meet in year 2024. Things are not just going to happen because they're supposed to happen, but there must be an attitude. So your, your, your message, your speak, uh, Pastor, it, it was a powerful foundation for the year 2024. That things are not going to change. Buildings are not going to change. The sun will rise up from the east. They will set to the west. Winter is going to come. Summer is coming. Rain is coming. Autumn is coming. But if you are supposed to change, rental time is going to come. You know, if years can change things, I think the first thing that was supposed to happen was your landlord was supposed to text you and say, my rent, I can only collect after 90 days. You pay the same amount, but after 90 days. We can say things have changed, but we pay on the first of every month. On the third first of every month, things are not going to change. Your wardrobe is still the same if you don't buy new clothes. The roads that you used to go to Johannesburg, you will not, you are not going to use any other road to get there. The same setting of things, but you need to change your mentality, change your attitude towards a year, and that year is going to bless you. I don't know if I'm telling someone in this place. So this is the mystery. Apostle um, Solomon, you once said, that uh, when you see a closed door, the first assignment is not for you to bulldoze the door. Design what caused that door to close. Because if you bulldoze it and don't deal with the spirits and demons around any closed door, when you enter another door, you continue to fight the same spirit. But the moment you fire the spirit that will close this door, it means all other doors are going to flip wide open. Amen. So first things first, when you want to change things, sometimes it's very difficult to change things in the spirit, but change physical things is a sign to say that mentally I've shifted. Because we are talking of mental shift. Shifting your mind over here. This year, the way I used to think in the year 2023, by 2024, I must think differently. Amen. This year, this is how I used to act and behave. But in this 2024, there must be a different behavior. Because if you continue to wait for Big Brother, that around February is going to start a watch Big Brother, you're not going to change anything in your life. Change things that did not edify you in your life. Shift. Because if you're not very careful, January is starting in my next in the month, to wrap up 2024. You wait for generations, you wait for Uzado, you wait for Premier League to start, and you start, then around July, it will stop, because they will go for a break, they will start another season. So you are going to recycle your own self in a new year. 
Some of you, there is a possibility that you can be in 2010. One of you, we are in 2020 right now. You can be in January 2022 while we are in 2024. Time will continue to shift. And it was, it will not wait. But you need to change your mentality. So how do you start changing things that are physical? Let me talk to women. A lot of women, you buy two liters of, of, of ice cream. After you finish, then you keep those two liters. You have got them in your cupboards. Go and discard them right now. That's how you start. Go into your kitchen. Shift things around your kitchen first before you talk of the spirituality. How are you going to change the spirituality if you can't change? There are things that we are keeping that we don't want now. Cups that is with broken hands, hands. Discard them. I might put somewhere in this place. That system of keeping a soap until it becomes a razor. Go and discard it. You start physically, then we engage with the spirituality. Am I talking about this place? Amen. You get into your 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 your, your cupboards. There are pots that are good holes, but you just like them. And they're out of fashion. Go and throw them away. And say, I'm starting. That's how you start. That's as this as it is. Whenever you buy peanut butter, you finish peanut butter, you clean the bottle, then you use it as a sugar person. Change that mentality. Go and decide it. We're getting with the spirit. I will take it with the spirit, but I'm using practical theology. There's practical theology, smart theology, then um, uh, philosophical theology. Let me use practical theology. Go shift that mentality. And know that if peanut butter is finished, I discard this thing in the bin. Then you discard. I don't know if I'm putting something in this place. Amen. You go into one room. There are clothes that you are no longer wearing, but you always enjoy seeing them. Take them off, discard them. Get a new mentality, a new thought. Then put them somewhere, donate them. Donate them to the body of Christ. We know who to give. There are shoes that you used to wear before you got married to those that are married. You still have those shoes, put them aside, discard them. Clothes that you no longer if you want up now, and your wardrobe is full. But how many clothes do I wear? I wear for. Take them off, put them aside, donate them. Change your mentality. I don't know if I'm in this place. Bless that you have that when you are eating with children, you use those funny places. But when the pastor, when somebody comes, then you set the reason first place, change of mentality. Who is more special than you? You always ask, why are you not using these dish towels? They will tell you that, don't touch my dish <laughs> Who are you keeping those? You know, it's for special occasion. What special occasion? Because we are going to use them for the funeral. That becomes a special occasion. Use those things. I know things that I cannot touch in our home. You touch them. Red lights, they are waiting for a special day. Change that mentality. I don't know if I'm going to be this place. Change and shift. That's how you start to change a year. Then we then transit in realms of prosperity. Look at the things that, you know, most of the things that we have, you find out that you don't need them. When I had a garage, we, uh, 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 we used to stay, our garage was so full. But when we left it, where we are, I don't have a garage. We realized that most of the things that were full in the garage, they were of no use. But we could enjoy seeing those things because they look as if you've got Lifan, you've got inheritance, you've got property. I don't know if I'm going to in this place. Shift those things. Then we shall sit in the room of the spirit doors, conservation doors. So this is what happens when we're talking of doors. We are not talking of these physical attributes that are put on the buildings. When we're talking of doors, we are not talking of those that flips wide open. We are not talking of the doors that you have at your house. This is a low level of thinking as a child of God. A door is a person. A door is a skill. A door is a talent. A door is information. A door is a spirituality. I will explain all these things. A door is money. A door is your, your, your license. A door is your passport and your visa. 
Because if someone is looking for a driver, that door for you to become a driver is your license. I don't know if I'm somebody this place. So don't look at these natural doors and say, open doors. Then when you are looking at things in the realm of the spirit, then you look for the doors and look at the door and to fly and say, these are the doors that I'm looking for. When we say let's do doors, doors that are stubborn, we are talking of different aspects of life. So this is what happens with God, that when you enter a door that is in the spirit, it does not lead you into any room. Every door that you enter in the realm of the spirit leads you to other doors. That's how the spirit is set up. When you open another door in the spirit, it leads you to another door. So all doors in the realm of the spirit lead to doors. That's why somebody can tell you that I got a door. I got a, 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 a business proposal of two million runs. A door is open for me. What they are saying is, I'm now working two million. I got two million. So helping two million is a door. That's why the Bible says that we move from glory to glory. So the mind of God over the body of Christ is when I enter maybe a door that is prophetic, there is a door that is apostolic that opens for me because I'm prophetic. When I enter an apostolic door, there is another door of leadership that is open for me. That's why John said that when I was in the realm of the spirit, sitting at the island of Patmos, God said unto, unto, unto John, this is a door entering the realm of the spirit. After God said unto John, come again here. So while he was in the spirit, there were a lot of dimensions that were introduced to, to John. So those are not physical monuments, but these are spiritual accesses. Every man that you meet in life is a God. If you want a blessing from God, the Bible says the blessings of Abraham, they are ours. Which means Abraham is a door to your blessing and it leads to the kingdom of God. When you want a promotion and to witness, you can get a job through your papers. But what leads and scares you through promotion is your integrity and probity. Your papers cannot give you promotion. Why? Because I made a person of no probity, no outcome. Then I got a master's in business technology. Then I start to misbehave in that particular job. I will not get a promotion because it's not papers that promotes you, but it's your integrity. So integrity becomes a door to promotion. Then when I meet, maybe suffer with people, okay, according to the Bible, the Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains what? Favor from God. Which means marriage again is part and parcel of the doors that leads to favor. There are a lot of things that lead to favor. But marriage becomes again another girl that leads to favor. Growth in the spirit, it leads to favor with God. That's why the Bible says the body of Jesus Christ in the book of Luke, chapter 10, subsection 23, that he grew up in stature and in wisdom, then after he got favor from God and man. Which means your stature in the spirit, it becomes a door to favor. Your wisdom in the spirit, it becomes a door in the realm of the spirit. Because if God could make you to enter a spiritual door and get into the room, he becomes a limited God because we don't worship a limited God. Our God is bigger than the, the, the solar. He's bigger than the planets. So if you open the spiritual door, it doesn't lead to a room. It leads to another door. So one door, it makes you to see three doors. When you enter three doors, three doors, they make you to see six doors. When you enter six doors, you find out that the more you enter doors, more doors are opening up. That's how God operates. When God opens a door of discernment in your life, you will find out that you are going to operate in faith. Things that will happen if you declare. You start to realize that there's fellowship that you have with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because a door has been opened. I don't know if I'm talking about this place. That's why you find out that from, from, from Genesis to the Revelation, God would invest so much in men, invest so much in places. Why? Because every man biblically represented a door. Every place biblically represented a door. That's why when when, when Abraham wanted to ascend to another dimension, he had to meet with Melchizedek. Why? Because Melchizedek becomes a door 
to, to Abraham's life. When, when Elisha's life was about to be turned, Elisha was a farmer. That's what he knew. But the Bible says when God wanted him to enter another door, he had to encounter Elijah. Because the door, when 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 Jacob was about to be elevated to another dimension, God made Jacob to meet with a man who was a Christophanic, a, a, a pre-incarnate manifestation of God in the form of an angel. Then his life changed. Then Laban, meeting with Laban, there was a meaning in the life of, of Jacob. When Joseph was about to be raised, God met him to encounter men, his brothers, the Ishmaelites, Potiphar, the prisoners, they fell. These are those to life. So God could invest so much in men. Why? Because he knew that men are those. Whoever could make an alliance with Isaac, because the Bible says Isaac endured, it was an early place. He, he planted and harvested a hundredfold, which means my encounter with Isaac, it was not just an encounter for friendship, but it was an encounter for greatness. That's why even the first times for Isaac, why? Because of how, how great Isaac was. That's why when God wanted to change the life of Moses, he said, Moses, yes, I'm a God of power, but go to Jethro, a man and a dog. Jethro is going to all you in the dust of priesthood. He's going to help you. And the Bible says, after he left, some years after, Jethro followed again because there were some legal issues that Moses could not deal with. He was busy dealing with all issues at once, and Jethro said, Moses, you are going to weary yourself and die in unborn. I want you to select seven people, release your spirit over them. These are those. I don't know if I'm concerned in this place. Jesus Christ knew that he thought he wanted to touch the whole world, but he was not going to do it alone. He raised those, called those. And the Bible says, after Jesus Christ left, Aaron went where he went. Matthew went where he went. Luke went and they affected the whole world. Why was there a door representing salvation in the kingdom of God? He thought they were persecuted, but Christ knew that with the time that he had, he needed doors. So meeting with Peter is the door. He raised Paul. Paul was a door to revelation. Paul was a door to revival. No apostle brought revival like Paul. The Bible says, Paul is saying, among all the apostles that God raised, the list, but I became the chief for them. So, if you wanted revival, you were supposed to meet with Paul. If you wanted mentorship, meet with the Barnabas. So, all of these guys were those. When Timothy met up with Paul, his life changed. He became an apostle from being a boy. If you look at the life of Timothy, Timothy was not born from a spiritual family. Timothy's father was a Christian, was a Greek. Your mother was a Jew. But the father, his father, did not want them to do anything with the church. His father never wanted them to read the Bible. He wanted them to act and to study the methodology of Greeks and to understand the concept of the culture of Greek. But he met up with Paul, and Paul adopted Timothy. Then he then learned things of the Spirit to Timothy. Then Timothy became a giant in the kingdom of God. That's why when the Bible is coming, it says, Timothy, when I remember the faith that rests in you, it's the same faith that rested upon your great mother, Eunice, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. Why? Because these women were women of faith, but were not allowed to go to church. So they groomed Timothy through faith. So the Bible is confirming now that your growth and your grooming was not out of teaching, was not out of prophecy, because you had not access to prophecy. So that's how those open. Then God could invest in places. That's why whenever God would deal with people, Abraham, I want you to leave Mesopotamia of the whole of the Kyrgyz, and I want you to go to a place that I'm going to show you. God could have blessed Abraham in Mesopotamia, because he's not meant to stage with situations, but he's saying, I want you to move. So Abraham moved from Mesopotamia, went to Haran. 
And God came to, 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 to Abraham and said unto Abraham, It's not yet the time. I want you to move from Mount because I invested my power in a place. Then the Bible says, In Haran he left and he went to the Ox of Moray. Ox of Moray, it was a Sub-Saharan desert. He stayed there when he spared And God came again. This time around, God is just appearing in the life of Abraham. And he said, continue with the journey. And the Bible says, when he continued, he then went to Ai. He sat in Ai, between Ai and Bethel. Then there he had a revelation to establish a, an altar. Because God could appear to Abraham in the dream and speak to Abraham as a voice. But Abraham said, no, I want to create a door so that this God can come and talk to me first to first. Then in I and Bethel, he established an altar. Altar is a door that connects the earth and the heavens. Amen. And the Bible says that was his first place of sacrifice. Amen. After he sacrificed, then God visited Abraham and said unto Abraham, your blessing is in memory. The Bible says he just pushed because I Bethel, they were just the kilometers away from memory. So which means if Abraham is stayed in Ani, he was going to miss his 2024. They might talk about this place, Abraham, I'm here. He was going to miss his 2024. And less than two, he gets into where God is investing his power. He goes to memory. The Bible says when he was in memory, then God visited Abraham. He's no longer appearing, but he's visiting. Because when God is appearing, he's giving promises. 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 He appears through prophecy. He appears through dreams. He appears through visions. But when he visits, he visits to come and establish the prophecy. Then he visits Abraham. Then he came as a man. I want to prophesy this year. Let God visit you. Amen. There is an investment in place. That's why even physically, there are places that if you continue to stay there, naturally, you will not move. To the extent that you must have revelation that, okay, I am in Pretoria, but is this the place where my anointing and oil is? Sometimes when you move from Pretoria Central to Sunnyside to Hatfield, to picture of things get shaped. Why? Because God has invested his power in person. So you know, that place becomes a door. Amen. There's a place that when you go and minister as a man of God, it becomes a door to many doors. Amen. There was a time when I went to Cape Town to minister, and I ministered once, and I came back after two weeks. I ministered in six and seven different churches. Why? Because one door opened many doors. Amen. To the extent that if I go to Cape Town today, I know that I must prepare seven sermons because I'm gonna miss the seven platforms in the country door. So you need now to understand the relation of God. That any way are born. That's why sometimes when prophecy is coming, it says that from the place where you were born, I see this struggle. But when you move to this, so God invested, then God invests in education. Sometimes you are struggling and you don't know what to do. Then God wants things to happen in your life. The moment you do your metric, that you say it doesn't matter. Before you know it, you are suffering. You know, sometimes the moment you think, 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 as the man think at it, so you see. You may say to yourself, yes, I did metric, but I want to do a certain vocational program that I want to do. The moment you are doing it, before you finish, somebody can call you and say, what you employ you. Where were you? You have not yet graduated, but they want you. It's a door. So it gives perception to a lot of people. It makes people to look at you. They will gravitate and gravitate to you. Have you ever thought of doing business? Before you thought of doing business, nobody even came to you and said that I'm going to help you with money. But the moment you just write down and say, I'm going to do this business, the uncle of yours that you thought was a constraint and belligerent calls you or your friend and say, I have the money. But I don't know what to do. Check the business. But what we have is a proposal. It's a door. I don't know if I'm going to in this place. You become a preacher. You become a woman of God. You become a man of God. Then you just decide, okay, this year, our goals must be smart. We want to make a synergize. Our goals 
and this year and the dogs. They must be smart, which means they must be measurable, attainable, realistic, and reasonable and time bound. A year is made up of three quarters. The first quarter is January to February. The second quarter is May to August. The last quarter is September to December. So when you are putting down your resolution for the dreams through the doors that are going to enter, you must cut them in quarters. Don't just get a resolution and say, I want to buy a house. Because what will happen, because you do not put them in quarter, you get to, to, to November before putting money together. Because a year is the competition. But you must make sure that in my resolutions, January to April, this is what I'll be doing. And I must make sure that I accomplish this. If it's the time for me to apply for my master's, for my bachelor, for my honors, for my diploma, for my certificate, I will apply. Then obviously, May to obviously, I must make sure that I put the next the materials. By the time I get to September, December, I should have done whatever I'll be doing. You can't them, glory to Jesus. They must be realistic again. Don't have dreams like you are acting a move in Hollywood or Bollywood. You wake up, you are poor, you just walk in the street, you see a Lamborghini packed, you open it, you take it to drive. From them, trust nigga. Police, they don't chase you. You just walk in a house that is nice, built. You just build the owner of the house. You take over the house. That's what you And I tell you something this place. You just think of flying to, to, to Romania. Then you just escape immigration officers. That's movie. Your life must be reasonable. If I don't have a license right now, and I say this, I'm going to, to get a driver's license. That's reasonable. Achievable. Because you don't have it. Because if you don't take it, you'll get to six years without it. If I don't have a passport, if I say I must have a passport, it's a resolution. And as much as it is small, but you don't have it, do you have it? Don't have a resolution and say, I want to, 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 to campaign this year, then I become a premier, maybe for what to say about party that I want. That's unrealistic. It's, it's too a dream. Mm. It's too a dream. Get it. You know, I, I want to be the manager of AXA by April. I should be the manager. That's unrealistic. But tell yourself and say, if I don't have a bank account, I must have a bank account. That's realistic. I don't even remember this place. So those are not these physical aspects of life. Because if those were these doors that we always see, the day you walked in FNB Capitec looking for a loan, you enter the door. But did that carry you alone? So that door is not a door. But they ask it for something from you, maybe an ID. They ask it maybe for your, for your, for your banking details, banking statement. That becomes a door. So you say to yourself, I don't have this, I must get this. Yet in a visa, it has, it, it, it is a better resolution than thinking of going to buy. Going to, 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 to what are you? Going to buy. Yet you don't have a passport. Is it going to be practical? So the practicality of the resolution must start from the best. Yeah. So that you get, you know, if you have never been in Devon, in Cape Town, in Sunny City, and you want to surprise yourself, your husband, your wife, starting with what we have around, don't have a resolution and say, this year, because our God is so good, I'm going to spend my time in Thailand. From Thailand, I'll get to Bahamas, then I'll go to Jamaica, then I'll go to, to Australia. I'm realistic. Start with what you can. Yeah. How many have been in Sun City? One, two. You see your resolutions. That's your resolution. Start from there. If you've never been, you know, in Cape Town, Triple Mountain, Devil's Peak, you have those resolutions. Then from the move. So there is no resolution that is very small. Glory to Jesus. Our problem is our resolutions are not smart. They are not measurable. You can't measure. Measure them. Let them be attainable. Let them be time bound. Let them be realistic. 
Whatever you want to do in life, let's be realistic. So as you pray and fast, you must know that you're not doing it for anybody, you're doing it for yourself and the doors to open. Pray that God may give you a lesson to know places where you must invest. Places are very important. Relationship where you must invest. That's why there are people that the day they got married today, after their life changed, it's a door. But the moment you make a bad door, it will lead you to badness. The moment you get yourself with friends that are not taking your way, they will lead you to their way. So these are doors in life. Mm, I don't know if I'm talking about in this place. We are fighting with people that do not even know what they want from us. So it's a battle. They will fight that doors may not open for you. But every ancient law that was closed from years ago is opening up. They said, door that God is set is opening in the realm of the spirit. But there are physical doors that are generational doors that are stubborn. You know, there's nothing that is very, very painful to know that in the realm of the spirit you are but in physicality, you are moving at a snail pace. But all the doors that are just stable, doors that are eternal, doors that are eternal, that won't want to open. You know, usually, when you're in the realm of the spirit, you don't decide battles, but battles decide you. So you need to engage in battles. A certain year, I was in a well-esteem program. Then uh, the program was supposed to it was supposed to start at around 5 p.m. So early in the morning the apostles said they said uh, let's go up the mountain. There's a powerful mountain that we just pray to condition ourselves before the program in is fine. We went there with the elders of the church to just pray before the program. When we got to the mountain, he was afraid to see some of the posters that they made for the program. They were in the mountain, nailed on the keys. How did they manage to go there? What do you want to the program? Then one of his banners that was it had been stolen for three months that he used to use uh, to advertise his programs and services. It was there as well in that mountain with the blood. I think it was chicken blood. So you find out that there's a battle already against him in the realm of the spirit against people that he doesn't know. Against the program itself, but it's down there, he doesn't even know. Posters that you put, you know, right now, if God can give you the rest, you'll be surprised that you still a mountain to pray, you'll find your father there, knelt at the tree, taken from the Facebook, taken from Instagram, printed is there. you find why is my life is not moving. People have crossed the door in your life, and they was high. And after we took down all those items and he took his banner. When we're going to down the mountain, going home, he just uh, fell. My stomach, my stomach, my stomach. Until we got home, we did the program around five and he was, he was very sick. And I told him that, no, we touched something there, but you're not going to die. Regardless of how beautiful you are, how good you are, there are people that have decided a battle for you. So what can you do? What can I do, prophet, to engage the battle? Know how to fight, know how to battle in year 2024. Don't allow year 2024 to just go. Make sure that you control your subject and your harness the year 2024. Right upon the air. Don't allow the air to write upon you. Write upon it as a child of God. If things were not happening last year, tell 2024 that I'm going to write upon you. Then we are alive. Jesus' mighty name. I say in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let God be God in this year. Amen. Everything that has been said against your life in the years before 2024 is not going to happen this year. Amen. I prophesy and I declare Amen. that you are untouchable, you are unconquerable, you are undestructible. The devil may try, but he's not going to win you. Amen. I heard Paul saying that God stood with me and he said, No one is going to lose his life. I prophesy this at 2024. God has stood with me. No one is going to lose his or his life. No one is going to.
much pain. No one is going to suffer poverty. No one is going to crash. Yes, I've been crying the whole year of 2023, not in the year 2024. I see the Holy Spirit holding your towel, wiping your tears. No more tears upon your cheeks. No more tears upon business. No more tears upon your family. I prophesy in 2024. It's not going to be a repeat of 2023. I prophesy that people that are killing your destiny are going to meet up with you. I prophesy in my this afternoon that you are not going to meet people that you meet in 2024. The ancient sayings Thank <laughs> you. 
Let us provide sense. Set doors are opening up for me. Let it be done in your life. I declare that I declare financial doors in your life. Healthy doors in your life. I prophesy these doors. You experience this. The devil is liar. You experience this. We thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to bring your resolutions. I want to pray for all of you and your resolutions for this year, 2024. And I said that if you still have got your last year resolutions, uh, I want you to bring them. I want to qualify them with this year's resolutions. Then I give you prophetic directions on how to, to navigate your way out. Jesus, might say, glory to Jesus. Come, Sister Gabriela, I see you already have got them. Kaya so jacob talaba rianto shipro hasso. I want to tell her hasso in short katalaba open them. Yaprosinja ikombra hasso katalaba hasso. Contain the hasso. Yosinja kong talaba hasso. Pray where you are. Contain the hasso. Contain the Kaba soja de compra até tela raso. Kaya soja. Kaba da raso. Kati tela raso. Tela raso soja com tela raso. E prosseja com tela raso soja com tela raso. Kapo seja de compra a seta da barriato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 